If you edit that out, I will kill you. Welcome to Up Next, a podcast about music. I'm one of your co-hosts, Andrew. And- <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> we were so good for a minute. But uh, I'm Andrew. I'm Steven. Joined, joined by oh, Sexy Steven. I wanted to add Sexy Steven. Mm. I'm but, not sure uh, how I feel about that. You said, it, you said your name very swell-like, so whatever. I'll fix it in the edit perfect uh andy how the heck are you you changed it up i'm trying to clean uh, up the show for the kids <laughs> all those all those 10 year olds that are trying to listen to up next and the parents parents smack the smack spotify out of their hand no you can't listen to this devil's podcast isn't it <laughs> like is that that would be this generation saying, like, you know, you can't listen to rock and roll in the 50s because it was the devil's music and now the devil's podcast. <laughs> uh, I think growing up, I definitely would not be allowed to listen to this podcast. Yeah, because we're cool and you weren't back then. Right. Um, but I'm great. Uh, this is, I think this <clears throat> is going to be the quickest... Like, I've, if I referenced something today right now, it would still be semi-relevant when the listeners hear this, because this will be coming out in, like, a couple days. Yes. So, I'm really stoked to hang out with you at Riot Fest this weekend. Likewise, I am incredibly excited. Yeah, so if any listeners are gonna be at Riot Fest... Don't talk to Steve. It'll make him very nervous. <laughs> if you recognize his voice, <laughs> screaming along to the Lawrence Arms. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to figure out what we're going to do. Um, Lawrence Arms and uh, that band you like are playing at like, the same time. I know. Very, what, a very shit, what a very shitty overlap. Hmm. Like literally a 20-minute overlap. So dumb. Yeah, we'll figure something out, Andy. It'll be fine. But how are you? Um, I continue to exist, so. Wouldn't that be crazy if you didn't one day, like, soon, but I still continued, like, the podcast? It's like, how you doing, Steve? I'm totally alive. Wow, that's so great, and you're here. (laughs) (laughs) We all process things in our own special way, so. You have my blessing to do that if I meet an untimely end. What an oddly mature poignant statement i've grown a lot in the last couple years andy well we are here tonight not to have awkward idle chatter small talk um but indeed to talk about an album of music this seems different for us but i'm willing to try anything (laughs) it is a bit different this is our uh our first official unofficial album release corresponding fast follow-up uh recording yeah yeah so i take it because it's just you and me on this this chat that you didn't get sincere <laughs> engineer um i put in the minimal effort to make that happen and i received no response and that's I mean, okay that, 
Yeah, that's perfect. I don't think I would want the person whose album we are reviewing on the call while we were reviewing it. Um, I mean, in this case, at least from from anything I'm gonna say, it, it'd probably be okay because I'm just gonna spoiler alert. Just um, I'm just gonna tear it apart. <laughs> quite the opposite. No. Um. Well, what are we doing? What what album? Oh, yeah, we yeah, spoiled. Yeah, yeah. We spoiled it. We are talking about the September 10th, never forget, 2021 <laughs> release, uh, Bless My Psyche, from the Chicago band Sincere Engineer. So is my impression, because it's Dina, right? My impression... Deanna? Deanna? Is it Dina? Deanna. Deanna. My impression is she's Sincere Engineer and then just has a recording touring group. Or is the whole group sincere engineer? This is why Deanna should have accepted our cordial invitation to be on the show to clarify these things. Uh, my understanding is that she started writing and recording music and performing music as a solo act, as under the name Sincere Engineer, just playing like solo acoustic, uh, and then assembled a full band to record their first album, uh, 2017's Rambithian. I don't know the extent to which they are now like a band band versus like a, like you said, like touring recording outfit that gets together. I kind of get the impression that they're more of a full cohesive band now, but yeah, um, don't know for sure how that dynamic works. So I think sincere engineer is both Deanna and the band. Crazy. I'm, I'm declaring it. So no one's here to prove you wrong. So, (laughs) so Andy, um, I feel like I kind of hijacked, Speaking of September 10th, never forget, kind of hijacked your episode from you, even though I I think we both agreed to do this and it it was driven by the release date of the album just a few days ago. But do you want me to give just a quick overview of the band? Yes, I do. All right. And I mean, this this episode, I had to do a little bit more work because I don't think they have a Wikipedia page. Uh, There were not a lot of annotations on Genius.com, so I had to do the real detective sleuth work. Um. So like I said, Sincere Engineer, band from Chicago. They play pop-punk, emo-style music. Um, The band is made up of Deanna Bellos on vocals and guitar, Kyle Gibb on lead guitar, Nick Ervanatis on bass, and Adam Beck on drums. The band has put out two albums, uh, like I mentioned before, 2017's Rambithian and Bless My Psyche that we're talking about tonight. And Andy and I both became familiar with this band uh, when they opened uh, for the Lawrence Arms, official band of the Up Next podcast, at a show at the legendary Metro in Chicago back in 2018. That was a good show. <laughs> it was very good. And uh, a testament to Sincere Engineer. Um, one thing that Steve also does this, but I'm going to say this is what I do. If I go to a show and I'm unaware of the opener, I will, and I liked them, buy a CD of theirs. And that was a, I think I was like two songs in uh, her set. And I was like that, I need to buy this album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I seem to remember like, yeah, one or two songs in, you and I both kind of looking at each other and doing like the, hmm? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah she was sick. Yeah, they made a pretty immediate impression. One thing I remember that surprised me and was really cool was like there was a pretty sizable portion of the crowd there 
like was singing along to every word of their yeah. songs and i was like wow that's like that um i don't know made an impression on me yeah and they're just tasty i really i like the drummer like really good shit yeah very impressive drummer um is this where we do our quick high level thoughts of the album yeah you know andy why don't you just tell me what you think about this album in a high level fashion prior to digging into the weeds i i think it's a really good album <laughs> i like it <laughs> um it has tracks and hot takes yeah i know it uh this is going to be a little controversial, but I noticed that it had uh, every song had a start and an end. Oh, man. Which I really appreciated. But it, <laughs> I don't know. I, oh, this, I think this is kind of like, uh, again, if I had heard this album live uh, and did not know them, I li- would like it enough off just a quick initial listen, listen that I would have bought it. Um, it's, it's been a rough day. Uh, but I think I want to, I think I would have significantly more positive things to say if I listened to it more. That's not to say that I have negative things mm-hmm. to say. I, I like the album a lot, but I think I would have more specifics of why I like it if I lived with this for another week. Yeah, I think, um, certain music, if not all music kind of take a while to sink in and yeah this just came out on friday we're recording on monday so it's pretty pretty fresh right now there weren't a lot of genius lyrics to read over um yeah as far as my overall thoughts um i've been looking forward to this album since they announced it maybe since before then just kind of in hopes they were coming out with a a second record um and it was base it's basically everything I hoped for and more. It is I think this is like a very fun album to listen to, with maybe the exception of a couple songs that are sort of lower energy. Um and I, I say that it's fun to listen to like if you ignore the lyrics, I guess, because um while it is very like upbeat and poppy and catchy, um, you know, it's emo music, so the, the, the lyrics are real sad. Um surprise, surprise, I'm into that. Um I really like the like lyrically like the, the very direct sort of like upfront honest lyrical style i i thought that uh it was kind of refreshing after our vampire weekend episode <laughs> to just have something that's just like <laughs> all right here's what i gotta say like no not much interpretation needed really um and yeah otherwise I, yeah i just thought the performances were great throughout um thought the songs were well written well performed um yeah not at all disappointed quite the opposite in fact with this one shall we get into it uh yeah so uh the first track on this album that we will now discuss on a track by track basis is something i don't trust me yeah i was like i don't (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was a a sick intro to the album, <laughs> but I loved, I loved I, and this is just a theme throughout the whole album, just the drumming. I love mm-hmm. the drumming. I love the use of just echoing phrases and just portions of stanzas. I'm like, uh, I'm a sucker for that. Like that yeah. and ga- gang vocals. Ugh. Mm. And then uh, I like the second verse. They do go into that halftime. And then uh, 
then they bring it back up and it's like this nice little like higher harmony palm muting bit sounds sick i love it yeah it's a it's a very nice song um I'm not even going to bother with gold stars. I think these are pretty much all gold stars for me right now. It's all so new and I'm loving it so much. But um, yeah, fun way to start the album. Nice, energetic, upbeat track. I like that the first lyric of the album is, this is my grand introduction. I thought that was kind of like a nice, nice wink, wink right there. You know, first track, introduction, whatever. Andy is not reacting at all to what I'm saying. No, sorry. Uh, I agree. I agree. Sorry. I'm just like... You know, re-listening to it, going through, I'm like, yeah, just yeah, yeah, it's just a lot of energy in that chorus, and I love it. Yeah. Screaming, we're still worried about her voice. <laughs> yeah, I also really enjoyed that halftime second verse with the really nice bass line and like the kind of sparse like guitar picking. Very nice. I'm not even gonna bother with gold star. This whole thing is just one giant gold star. What? I love it. Mm, I agree. It's, yeah, it's, it's very good. You make me want to just cut your arm off at the elbow and give you a tourniquet to stop the bleeding. Do you think anyone enjoys our super awesome, not at all dorky transitions that we do? Absolutely. Or segues? Yeah, because people have, everyone has opinions, but not everyone has segues, so. That's what sets us apart from all the other highbrow fancy pants music podcasts as we have these improvised segues <laughs> yeah not at all scripted and predetermined and written no wouldn't that be sad if they were and that it's like this is the best we could do <laughs> uh all right so tourniquet um i enjoy once again okay I'll, Sorry, I enjoy all of these songs. So here's why I enjoy this one. Um, one thing I noticed is like I think the first three, maybe first four songs, like all sort of seamlessly transition yeah. into each other. Um, and I wonder. I know I read in an interview that like these songs are written between like 2017, right when the first album came out, and like March of 2020. Um, so I wonder if like these songs came together at the same time and that's why they kind of blend in together whereas the others came later i don't know i think it'd be cool if the whole album did that but whatever it's fine that it doesn't i really dug it started out acoustic with uh some nice blends of some electric as well but it was and then you know it ramps up and then it goes into it and then like halfway through it just has that like just that four on the floor and it Right, because in a punk album, even though there's funk, you can have funky grooves in punk albums. Mm-hmm. This is like a, and I'm like, hell yeah, okay. <laughs> and then it just grooves out for you know another minute. It does. I'm a fan um, of punk songs that do that, or maybe just any song that does that. Where yeah, you've got like the, the first half of the song or so, you know, it's more traditional verse, chorus, verse, chorus, whatever. But then like a, a pretty lengthy. Um, like breakdown uh, instrumental outro um, I probably just have this band in mind because it's another Chicago sad boy punk band but like early Alkaline Trio they used to do that a lot um, and like very those early records very musically different than this but like similar um, concept I guess hell yeah one thing lyrically on this one, like this is like the most minor of, I don't even know if it's a critique, but like, so 
song is called tourniquet right which is like you know the, the thing that stops you from bleeding or whatever right yeah so you know she talks about winter again cracks in my skin nothing stops the bleeding um you turn your cheek a tourniquet you turn and leave and i just I don't, like i like the way it sounds together right turn your cheek tourniquet turn and leave like that works but like the the tourniquet is like a positive right if you're bleeding you get a tourniquet that's a good thing right but like you turning your cheek and turning and leaving those are negative things so how do they go together i don't quite get that well aren't tourniquets also not the best alternate like (laughs) i guess fair enough i'm not saying like the alternative isn't you get an alternate like you have a tourniquet or you die it's like to to fix the problem you can get a tourniquet or there's another option that is better than a tourniquet i thought I say this yeah. as someone that went to school for music and is not married to a medical professional. Okay, well, um, maybe I shouldn't be hung up on that. I'm really not. Hey, at, cool least she, at least she didn't say, like, do-re-mi on the wrong scale, so you're allowed to be hung up on it. <laughs> <laughs> just some, I think some concepts for you musically are just a little out of reach. I said it. I looked out at my notes to see the title, and then for no reason I looked away, looked back, and my eyes went out of roach. I was like, oh, that's not what it says. That's like Coyote Town. <laughs> we should we should do a cover and call it Coyote Town. Out of Roach is when is a song about being sad that you've gifted away your very last Papa Roach CD to your friend, and now you're all out of roach. <laughs> Uh, Andy, what do you think about the song Out of Reach? I wrote nice little jam. I liked the organ in it, like Mm -hmm. the little um, organy sounds. And then I said... The organ shows up on a few songs. Um, I just read an interview, I I believe, if I recall correctly, um, that the organ is performed by Franz Nikolai of the Hold Steady. Um, And he also plays the um, accordion, I think, on a later track. (laughs) Foreshadowing. But yes, I very much like the organ sound on the tracks. It shows up on here. Very subtle. I thought that there were some moments, and I can't like pinpoint one to you, but there are some moments where, again, the drummer, tasty. And like some nice, tactful, tasty shit. It's just not always on that. Like, like fucking Neil from the Lawrence mm-hmm. Arms. I'm like, you know when to be tasty. But then in this tune in particular, there were moments where I noticed the drum being tasty and then the bass being tasty, and they would like cross, and I'm like, that is that is a lot of t- good tasty things <laughs> happening in like two seconds. It's just really quick. Really quick stuff, yeah. Yeah, for me, this song is like the bass showcase. Like, it's very prominent, obviously. Like, in the first verse, it's just essentially just vocals and that bass, and it's just that nice, like, sort of jaunty, catchy bass line. Um, I like, I'm such a sucker for this stuff, but like, it's such a simple thing, but it just works so well for me. Like the, the second verse is like done in double time, but like, mm-hmm. once again, just focusing on the bass, like he's playing basically the identical bass line, but just everyone else, the drummer, I, I guess, and guitarists are just playing double time. It just, it changes the whole feel. And, um, um, lyrically, one thing I like about this song, um, so in the first verse, um, Deanna's talking to someone. Uh, talks about sitting on the back steps and then mentions the lingering smoke from your last cigarette. Um, 
in the second verse, still talking to someone, same person, different person, I don't know, sitting on the back porch, something, something, you don't smoke no more. Um, and I just like think that little thing of like talking about someone smoking their last cigarette and now not smoking anymore. Like that just does like a little bit of storytelling about the person. And I think that's really cool. Like it's like a small little thing. I noticed you pick up on lyrics. Do you want to speak to that? <laughs> I just did, didn't I? No, like why you care about what? words. <laughs> Tell me your feelings on all words. Um, I'm positive. I'm bigly positive on words. Very strong on words. Every everyone's always said that no one no one loves the words like I do. You know, I just I'm really really big on the words. It's gonna be on your tombstone. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> uh, a kid. It's for someone. You. It's it's funny that you like words because words are things you do when you converse with people, and you don't talk to that many people because you're kind of like a recluse in the making. <laughs> I, uh, you know, slower acoustic rock jam. I did like, uh, for me, this, I wrote my first eh song, but it's not eh in the sense that I didn't like it. I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, this is in the album and it's fine. Uh, upon more listens, I guarantee I would like more, some like more specific things, but I do really like, there is some just like nice little effects in the production mm-hmm. that really made it pop. And I liked, that it stayed where it was. Like, there was no need for it to go into the the sincere engineer double time or bring in the electrics and, like, ramp up the energy. It, it stayed in that vibe the whole time, and I really appreciated that. Yeah, that's actually funny. Um, there's a moment in the song that um, I think it's, like, right, right before the second verse, like, all the instruments drop out and Deanna's, sing some lyrics and like it it faked me out the first time like oh this is like when the full band's gonna come in yeah rocking out and um yeah i'm pretty neutral either it would have been interesting to see how that went but i i don't mind that they didn't yeah this song did take several listens to grow on me it's not my favorite on the record um there is a fun video for it that is all um done in like the style of the sims um i'll link to that it's pretty fun um but yeah, this is sort of like uh, self-loathing the song. I think we've had several self-loathing the songs on the show on different records. I'm going to even probably go out on a limb and say they were all Steve episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, is, Steve is just a fucking... Do you have anything else to say? Uh, no, not really. All right. Steve is just a hurricane of misery. <laughs> Uh, this is a cool song um this one for me is kind of like the the drum showcase yeah a lot a lot of cool drum stuff going on here i said i liked it probably wasn't but it sounded kind of just because it was up you know it was up higher and little i said it could have been like finger tapping but i don't think it was it could have just been a lot of like hammer on pull off kind of shit but it whatever it was it was a nice add it was a nice layer and, you know, I'm just those punk rock harmonies. I'm a sucker for them. <laughs> yeah, this one uh, this is a fun song. I like that um, 
in the choruses we get like the the super double time just the yeah. super quick like punk rock uh over the i'm dying of boredom part yeah it's fun to hear them just kind of let loose in that way once again just like so much cool drum stuff in this one and like i would venture to say the drummer and like i don't mean this is an insult like pretty flashy drummer um i but i don't think it's overboard kind of like a travis barker or someone we're like doing way more than is necessary but not not too much that makes sense for sure i mean there's you know it's it's, pretty busy yeah there's this person could easily be doing if they did a little bit more it would have been too much too busy but they could have done like nothing they could have been like a meg white and not to shit on meg white (laughs) right but like but meg white did what was there yeah right and like it got the job done he could have gotten the job done doing exceptionally less but he he was shooting for like he's he's in a group project the group project being sincere engineer and he's like yo i want to i want an a plus he brought some a plus drumming but if he yeah and if he tried to do any more he would have been that fucker that's like hey i'm already getting an a plus but how can i get extra credit it's like shut the fuck (laughs) up yeah and like I, I say it's pretty flashy, but I, I don't think it's at any point like distracting or takes away from the songs. No. And like as a one time kind of drummer, like I I focus on the drums a lot in music in general, and if it's not distracting to me, then it's probably fine. Steve is also currently a drummer. Don't let that fool you. A, a very poor one. You need uh, to my, stop that. <laughs> my last point on this this song, lyrically, this is like my first there's a couple more, maybe one more. There's a real gross-out moment in this song. <laughs> did, you, did you catch this? No. So, like, it, it's, mm, it's the first or second verse, but I think she says, I, I throw up and I look down, and then there's some other line, and then this hurricane of misery staring back at me. It's like, ooh. <laughs> it's, like, quite a visual. <laughs> I don't love that. I was just too busy rocking out. Mm, it's a rockin' song. So, like, do you want to talk about track six, which is entitled Gone for So Long? I was just really hoping you were going to try something, but uh, you you know your, your place. This gave me strong The Help Desk vibes, purely mm. and really just Sally from Accounting, you know? Just that intro made me think of this song, but I like I loved it. <laughs> the like the intro with like just like the big chunky guitar riff with like that nice like solo lead line over the top of it. Yeah, I kept trying to, I kept trying to like I like it a lot, and I was trying to think of like what it reminded me of. I did not make the help desk connection, mm. um, which that might be the most obscure reference on the show so far. <laughs> the help desk yeah. um, but hey if, if they're still around doing stuff everyone should listen to their to their stuff it's very good um but i kept thinking and i don't know if this is a, an apt comparison because i am not familiar enough recently with these bands but i was thinking of like just it sounded very like power pop like weezer or like even like yeah OK Go or something yeah um and like those are not maybe the coolest bands to like for me to be referencing or making comparisons of but like there's some like re- there are some <laughs> people that are gonna hear this episode and be like, "What the fuck did he just say? She's like Weezer. He's gonna be at Riot Fest. Let's go kick his ass." 
Uh, yeah. We're looking for the guy in cargo shorts and a polo. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not what he's going to be wearing. I'll text out what he's going to be wearing in case anyone wants to kick his ass. <laughs> yeah, but this song, I just it's very like poppy and catchy lyrically. I like I like the days of the week structure. It's kind of a fun thing. It's just a fun song. Yeah, it's a fun song. That's all it has to be, right? It doesn't have to be more. It's just a fun song. So, uh, track number seven, Come Out for a Spell. I was like, this intro and beginning is giving me Chris McLoggin vibes. Like, the last, last words is what it was Mm. making me think of. I am sure Deanna would be super happy to draw the comparison. I know that she is a big fan of the Lauren's Arms, grew up listening to them. This was another tune that I wrote tasty combination of drum and bass licks. Yeah, man. Tasty drum and bass throughout the record, but yeah, for sure in this song. Um, in like the hook, there's um, just a really nice sort of like bass. Do you call it a fill on an instrument like that? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah like, a, like a bass fill. It's just like do-do-do-do-do. It's like super nice on the the repetition of the once hand for all, once hand for all. Um I love the bass on this album. I like. I know I talk about bass on like a lot of these shows because I don't know. I guess my ear being drawn to the drums. I guess I catch a lot of bass too, and I don't know shit about guitar really. But some real nice stuff going on. Uh, yeah, this is a fun song. There was one. Um, speaking of being reminded of bands um, and Chicago bands and bands I've already referenced on the show. <laughs> the, there's the line: "I don't feel too good at all." Ripped all the pictures off the wall. Uh, really reminded me, gave me strong Alkaline Trio, All on Black vibes. I don't know if Ooh, you remember that song. I don't. Maybe I'll have to go. Uh, maybe I'll have to go to the Thursday show and check them out. You should. Uh, I hear that guy from Blink One Eight Two plays an Alkaline Trio. Oh no, Tom DeLonge. He's in Angels and Airwaves. <laughs> what if he... <laughs> Dan Adriano? She's like, Yo, Tom. What if you just come in and fill in for a bit? <laughs> That would have been hilarious if they if they traded. <laughs> yeah, that would have been fucking hilarious. Oh man, I I, I can't imagine Tom singing some of those Matt songs. <laughs> well, Andy, there are more songs to talk about. Do you think we should talk about them? Yeah, I was really hoping you were gonna give it a shot, but we could just go straight to track number eight without a bitching segue. Dry socket. I actually I refuse to listen to the song because the name of it is just so gross to me. I just can't. I can't bring myself to listen to it. So we can just skip this one. Are you serious? No, I'm totally kidding. I mean, like, I do find the phrase "dry socket" very upsetting, and I know it's like a it's some sort of tooth or dental related thing, but I don't want to Google it because I'm worried about how gross that I'll be by it. Mouth stuff freaks me out. I don't like it. It's when you have a when you get your wisdom. You never had your wisdom teeth taken out. Yes, I got them all. They're uh-huh. on there. Uh, you just have a fucking big mouth. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what, <laughs> got to pay the mortgage. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anywho, yeah. I mean, I never had dry sockets, but dry sockets is when you get your wisdom teeth taken out, and I'm pretty sure it's when because there's supposed to be blood in there. And it's when there's no blood, and it's apparently very painful. 
that, I, that's very upsetting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was thinking like the existence of a dry socket implies a wet socket. And now I guess I know, <laughs> I guess I know what the wet socket is now. And I did, you know what band this was giving me vibes of up top some 41. I did not make that connection. That's interesting. I don't know. I don't know why. Um, but yeah. It, and then they use that minor four chord a good bit, oh, which I'm a favorite, fucking sucker for. And then, uh, I just, this is the, I think, most stupid sentence I've written down to say aloud for this, but it's that rhythmic use of the rhythm guitar. Oh, man. (laughs) But truly, right? Because it's it's not the lead doing super rhythmic shit. It's the rhythm guitar just doing that really nice, repetitive, pulsing thing. And I'm like, this is tight. I think that's, that's like where I got the, uh, some 41 vibes because they always did kind of rhythm shit like that or a lot of like the punky pop punky Mm -hmm. bands of that time nice good pull some 41's got some great songs i mean well good songs um you can say it man they've got some good you know it's hell yeah i'll add them to the list upcoming episode (laughs) yeah this this song um I just like how like the verses just like groove. Yeah. Like very nice. Um little dentist connection. I I don't know if you're Yeah, aware. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Deanna's prior ambition was to be a dentist that is heavily referenced on the first record. Um so that was a fun little little reference there. Um Yeah, I don't know that I have a lot more to say about this other than dry socket is a gross phrase. Um <laughs> It's groovy. True that. All right, man. Next track coming in last. So I like. I'll start with the lyrics in this one. I like a lot how this one starts out as just like literally a song about being stuck in traffic. Um, and then it kind of merges and transforms into some sort of more figurative musing will i ever get there how to make it this far i don't know where i'm going you know run away with me i'm going nowhere fast like i guess that could all literally still be about sitting stuck in traffic but um my suspicion is not you'd be this is i think one of the first times no it's not the first time but i wrote down lyrics that because part of me is like, this sounds like something Steve would like, but the the <laughs> outro lyrics, you know, like going nowhere, nowhere fast. And that reminded she, you of me. <laughs> yeah. Well, because she's also singing some other stuff during that. Uh, you know, like her, like she, herself is layered. Um, it's her, right? I, I, I mean, I assume so. Do you know what the? Because I know like the drummer sings on some live stuff, but. I don't know if they sing in the recordings besides like, you know, obvious gang vocals and shit. I didn't find, um, credits for the record, but, um, in some interview or write up, I read it, it listed the three other band members all as having backup vocals. So I don't know who does what, when I did write, uh, no, that, yeah, this one I wrote, not, like not my fave but not bad you know another kind of like a song 
But then I wrote, um, as it went on, I actually started liking it more. And I kind of like what you're talking about when we saw her at the Metro, or saw the, all, all of them at the Metro, and they, there was a sizable amount of the crowd singing her songs to her. And like that struck mm-hmm. us as like, how cool would that be? Like you grew Chicago band and playing in this venue that means a lot to the music that you play and opening, opening for, for your... yeah such a big deal the band and like having these people s- scream your lyrics back at you and the going nowhere like nowhere fast at the end that seems like something the crowd would be screaming at and i'm like hell yeah hell yeah yeah i also like how this goes into dragged across the finish line and, like it, it doesn't actually it just now. like no just the uh just like, like thematically yeah yeah, because like if you're if you're coming in last, you might need someone to, to drag you across there, huh? Too too dumb to succeed, too honest <laughs> to cheat. <laughs> I love I, I love that line. <laughs> um, yeah, this is. Sounds like the grand finale of the album, the send off, you know, the big to do. It sounds like a closing track, but it's not. Ooh, fake out. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to hop to? Do you have more to say, or do you want to hop um, to? Oh yeah, I really once again just come back to just you know the bass. No, the drums, man. Oh. the The second verse of the song. There's a really cool uh, drum beat being laid down. Very nice stuff, of course. Um, and yeah, I like the overall just kind of the message of the song. <laughs> I can just relate to it, you know? <laughs> Not trying to win, just trying to finish. Um, well, bless my psyche. I do like, because as I was listening to it, I wasn't even paying like really close attention or like, mm-hmm. but I was I was thinking this is giving me real uh, like, uh, Ghosts in the Graveyard off her first album. Oh, so then yeah, I went yeah. back to it and I was like, oh, that was the closer from the first oh, one. Was it? So yeah, closing both of the albums with acoustics, acoustic nice. jams. It it does something feels right about a record like this having like the one just acoustic song, don't you think? Yeah, I I did. I, it felt like a closer. It didn't feel like it didn't feel like an acoustic song at the end of an album. I was like, yeah, this this closed it out. Yeah, it's kind of. Um, I mean, there's not much to talk about, I guess, except for the lyrics. It feels in some ways like a continuation of Drag Across the Finish Line and sort of a nice bookend with Trust Me, the first track, like just sort of wrapping up the album thematically. Um, you know, sort of like the book report you'd write or the essay back in school you got to have the intro paragraph you got to have your five to seven body paragraphs and this is the this is the conclusion um and yeah i think this song kind of had to be at the end or maybe track one but i i think i like that they kind of got things kicked off with a more upbeat track on track one Uh, but i yeah this kind of would have been weird anywhere else in the record i think so yeah really cool heck yeah is it Mm. that time um I don't want to quit but I don't think I can keep doing this. So yes. 
that was, that was <laughs> this is yeah <laughs> you're so adorable what uh, what, what what are we doing psyches uh tourniquets uh, tourniquets was on mine um psyches Dr- or or blessed psyches <laughs> dry sockets um, dry sockets is on my list also uh milligrams of advil um, <laughs> let's do milligrams of advil i kay. dig it so so it's not just to be clear the scale is not advil but the scale is milligrams of advil yes okay cool I'm glad that you needed that specifically for the spreadsheet. <laughs> um, do you want to go first? Yeah. By the way, uh, listeners, again, if you want to, if you want to kick Steve's ass at Riot Fest for anything he said, he's going to be the guy making a spreadsheet about how much fun he's having in real time at Riot Fest. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this. I'm going to give it four and a half milligrams because I dig it. And I know that upon more listening, I will love it even more because that's exactly what happened with the the first album. And there's just, there's just too much tasty shit going on in this for it to be, to be anything less. Nice. I am so happy to hear that. Um, I think honestly, I'm going four and a half also. I was kind of waffling between going with that and four. You know, it's so fresh. I'm really hyped on it. I might be inflated right now, but you know what? Yeah, ride the hype. Yeah, the points don't matter, right? Um, yeah. So, I mean, whose line rules? Yeah, <laughs> right. So, yeah, um, by unanimous consent, this album gets a four and a half out of five from both of us. Is this no. our highest rated album? It would have to be, right? Let's check. Let's consult the doc. Oh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna edge out. Um, <laughs> Worry by Jeff Rosenstock, which has an average of four point two five. Mm, wow. So, um, all right. Well, um, let's go through the checklist. We have talked about the band. We've talked about the album. We've talked about all the songs in the album. We've rated the album. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I mean, can you say album one more time just in Al- case album it's lost Good. all meaning to me yeah um i think all that's left to do is like uh plug your stuff um, oh no wait you have to assign homework yeah i was shit. i totally just remember that two minutes ago and i'm like shit and i'm frantically <laughs> going through things i'm gonna do the steve thing except the steve thing is not uh-huh. texting you hmm. um ooh, maybe i'll just force you to do this instead all right. Do it. I'll give you three options. Okay. Uh, I want to play a game. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. What was my other one? Okay. There we go. Uh, these are your three options in the form of not the, the artist or the album. The Garage. The South. The West Coast. Um, I'm going to say the garage because the word garage is close to the word garbage. And I relate to that. Okay. Now this, we might have to not do it because I know you, I know, you know, so garage, garage rock, 
the strokes, but how well do you know them? What if we did like a, like a garage rock type thing, like the strokes like and the all strokes. that shit? Not super well. I probably know like, I'm like, actually struggling to think of a song, but I'm sure I know like the big hits. Yeah, you know the big hits, but I think I also don't, like I know the big hits, but this album as a whole, I'm like, ooh, I don't know. Did, did they sing Last Night? Yes. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I am not very familiar with strokes. Cool. It's going to be, the album is Is This It by The Strokes. Sweet. I'm pumped. Um, while I'm not super familiar with them, I think I've always kind of dug their sound and vibes. This will be fun to listen to. I am stoked as well. And now I'm stoked because the album that I want you to listen to that was The South Option, I'm never going to call it The South Option again. <laughs> Um, cool. Well, we've got our homework. Um, um, everyone listen to Is This It by The Strokes. Woo! Um, and, and also, if, if anyone listening, if you enjoy, I'm not going to do this for every episode, but like, if you enjoyed Bless My Psyche at all, go, go buy it. You know, this is just a band that I would really like to see succeed. So I like agree. you know, like this is not an ad. We have no affiliation with with the band. They they wouldn't even come on our show. Yeah, um, but... so they actually sent us a cease and desist. <laughs> yeah, like you're creeping me out, dude. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, buy it. All right, Andy. Um, you know, you do other shows. You uh, do drum things. It's in the show notes. Do you want to talk about it? You have social media. Yeah. Uh, look at the show notes. Because Steve works so hard. I could tell you about them, which would be easier, but go to the show notes. <laughs> which might not be easier, but it is better. Um, all right. Well, Andy, if I was to say this felt like something, I would say it felt like an episode of a podcast. And if I said any retort, I would have to say, I agree. Are we done here? Or have, have we concluded thusly? I have spent all of my being upon this episode and am thusly ready for bed. I also am spent. All right. Well, um, bye. 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 Goodbye, listeners. Bless your psyches. Um, well, I, I loathe the South.